Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have another edition of the Bean Report. Also, Brian Peria with Canfax will stop by with a look at the cattle markets. And up first in today's country comment, we'll get an update on the Manitoba Crop Alliance. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Fred Gregg. He's the chair of the Manitoba Crop Alliance, also a board member with the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association. He gives us an update on what's happening with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Pretty excited to to receive our designation um, from the Manitoba Farm Products Marketing Council uh, that recognized... uh, our organization and that we would be able to collect the levies and uh, as of the 1st of August uh, operate under uh, Manitoba Crop Alliance. And tell us a little bit about how the uh, the checkoff will work for the uh, for the five crops. Well it'll be very much uh, from the producer standpoint from farmer standpoint very much the same uh, you know if it was wheat or barley or sunflowers or flax It'll still be deducted instead of uh, the individual organizations, though it'll say uh, Manitoba Crop Alliance. Um, the money will be go to the one organization, and then, uh, yeah, research, everything else will be done from there. And uh, the amounts, they'll stay the same? Exactly, yeah, yeah uh, exactly the same as they were before. When it comes to, uh, I guess, asking for a refund, how, how will that work? It will be the same. If you want to request um, a checkoff for flax, then then you need to contact the office and get the form for flax. And if you want to do it for the other crops as well, then you have to, if you happen to grow all five crops or six crops, then you have to individually ask for all those checkoffs back. And unfortunately, if you ask for one checkoff back, um, it excludes you as a member in good standing from uh, Manitoba Crop Alliance. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the management team that was also announced here today. Yeah, they they were already existing employees. We're pretty excited. Um, the board is that uh, we've got a little more depth on the bench now. Um, that uh, Pam and Darcel, uh will be be well well informed and abreast of all issues so that if somebody's away on holidays or or something happens that that we've got uh somebody who can pick up the right where we left off and and yeah i think i think one of the positives of this the amalgamation was always going to be uh um, we weren't hiring more staff, but we were going to get better value for our farmers' checkoff dollars, and uh, I think pro- provide a, a workplace that uh, nobody is so isolated. Um, if you look at some of the organizations with one or one and a half employees, it, and as we get busy board members in our growing season, we sometimes don't offer them a whole lot of support. So now. Um, I, I think we've got a real great management group. We couldn't be happier. They're just really top-notch, and we think uh, by all of us working together, we can really key in on the strengths of a lot of our staff. That was Fred Gregg, chair of the Manitoba Crop Alliance.
A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Thunderstorms were a regular occurrence across the prairies last week. About 100 hail claims came in, with P to quarter-sized hail being reported in multiple storms. There was also reports of three tornadoes touching down in southern Saskatchewan. Rick Omolchenko, president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, says crop damage is quite variable. There's been some really, really heavily hit uh, areas, uh, but it's been spotty. It's, it's, there's really no definite areas in particular right now. It's, it's right across the prairie, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta. He notes numbers from the weekend are still coming in. The Manitoba Crop Alliance has received its designation regulation. This allows for the collection of a mandatory checkoff from all sales of wheat, barley, and sunflowers, corn, and flax starting August 1st. Here's Chair Fred Gregg. It'll be very much, uh, from the producer's standpoint, from farmer's standpoint, very much the same. Uh, you know, if it was wheat or barley or sunflowers or flax, it'll still be deducted instead of uh, the individual organizations, though it'll say uh, Manitoba Crop Alliance, the money will be go to the one organization and then, uh, yeah, research, everything else will be done from there. The amounts, they'll stay the same? Exactly the same as they were before. The organization has also announced its new management team. Pam Durockney will serve as MCA's Chief Executive Officer, while Darcel Graham has been named Chief Operating Officer. And there's cautious optimism amongst cattle producers in Western Canada. Brian Peria is with Canfax. Impressive slaughter rates, I guess, the last few weeks. Um, you know, for the most part, we're, we're processing more fed cattle than a year ago. So uh, just slightly more, but, uh, you know, these plants have been able to ramp up pro- daily production to almost full capacity and then um, putting in some Saturday kills as well to to try and get into the backlog. It's going to take some time to work through the backlog, but uh, we're certainly not adding to it and probably uh, peeling away at it a little bit. Peria says the question around demand will be key going forward. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, July 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll find out how many hail claims came in from storms that took place over the past week. And up first, Brian Perrier with Canfax will stop by with a look at the cattle markets. Joining us now with a look at the cattle markets is Brian Perrier with Canfax. You know, for starters, we've certainly been impressive, uh, some impressive slaughter rates, I guess, the last few weeks um you know for the most part we're we're processing more fed cattle than a year ago so uh just slightly more but uh you know these plants have been able to ramp up daily production to almost full capacity and then um uh putting in some saturday kills as well to to try and get into the backlog so certainly um not uh it's gonna take some time to work through the backlog but uh, we're certainly not adding to it and probably uh, peeling away at it a little bit and with the set aside program last week uh coming into effect too um you know for the first time in a few weeks we actually saw our fed cattle market um, uh, prop up a little bit so it's kind of stabilized here and it was uh, as the week progressed we saw prices improve from sort of the mid 120s to uh, kind of into the higher 120s on on fat steers in, in alberta um yeah and you know for the most part cows you know we've we've certainly haven't been processing as many cows we've exported a few but i think with grass conditions and such there hasn't been too much pressure there and actually cow prices you know mid to high uh high 80s um you know for the most part maybe even a little higher than a year ago 
so that's been positive. And same thing, calves and feeders continue to see strong demand. Um, you know, good grass again, lighter calves, certainly above a year ago, heavier feeder cattle. Still, despite where fed cattle prices are, you know, much below a year ago, feedlots taking some pretty big losses right now. But uh, feeder prices generally steady, maybe a little softer in spots. Uh, but again, prices kind of line up close to where they were a year ago as well. The uh, Canadian dollar, is that having any impact? Yeah, it's been, well, it's kind of bumped up the trading range a little bit more now. It's more in that 72.5 to 74.5 cent range. That said, uh, no, you know, overall, I think. Uh, it hasn't had a big impact. Obviously, when it went under 75 cents there, it, it helped. But um, it's been relatively minor uh, impact, I'd say. Uh, feed costs, you know, a year ago we were in kind of in the midst of sort of the drought concerns and U.S. crop issues. Um, so our feed grain costs are a little cheaper. And, you know, it still looks like big U.S. corn crops. So feed costs hopefully, uh, you know, um, kind of stay in line too. I guess overall, you know, would you say there's there's optimism here going forward? or often call it kind of cautious optimism. I think, um, you know, uh, hopefully the worst is behind us, you know, and depending on some sort of second wave or whatever unknowns there is around the coronavirus. But, um, you know, so hopefully this Fed cattle market will pick up as we get working through these bigger numbers. Uh, um, you know, I think the question we still have a little bit is around demand. You know, we still consume the bulk. We're a major exporter of beef, and, you know, we're not really sure what the export markets have in front of us. Um, we're going to need that outlet to be strong or, or, or at least be there. But, you know, we still consume the bulk of our meat here in Canada and uh, not sure on the, on the economic impact further out with, you know, the economy going down, um, you know, or while being slowed down so much and, will be a slow recovery um but uh you know calf prices and such um you know as we head into the fall it's going to be kind of uh, a demand uh, driven issue kind of depends how long these feedlots can can continue to pay up because likely they are going to lose money through most of the most of the summer but uh certainly i think the panic and kind of crisis has kind of left the market and you know guys can look at calf prices if they even stayed near a year ago that's not hugely optimistic, but it's not that's not very pessimistic. You know, if we're still over two dollars or two dollar calves in the fall, um, not to, you know a lot of uncertainty around that, but um, you know we, we're a little more confident. Maybe the market's going to stabilize here. That was Brian Peria, senior analyst with Canfax. Hail adjusters are going to be busy after another significant storm system passed over the prairies on the weekend. That's in addition to the storms we saw last week. Glendalee Allen Vossler talked with Rick Omolchenko, the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, about the crop damage being reported. There's been some really, really heavily hit uh, areas, uh, but it's been spotty. It's, it's, there's really no definite areas in particular right now. It's, it's right across the prairie, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta. Uh, we've got some detailed reports I can give you a little later on different towns that we have reported on right now. But over the weekend, there was some softball-sized hail. Uh, it was uh, extreme, um, and we're we're trying to get a hold of that, and the claims are coming in as we speak. But uh, please, for the farmers out there and, and uh, you know, producers, get their hail uh, and contact their hail uh, Crop Hill Association or their representative, the CCHA representative company, uh, 
get your reports in that uh, you've had some damage. Uh, those who haven't bought in, please, uh, you know, the risk this year is pretty high. The crops I've been out and about in the farmland and the crops are starting to look really really good uh protect your risks uh there's still you know still some companies are closing down right now because they're you know they're full for those areas of those townships and uh, you don't want to miss out on uh, protecting your risks and your livelihood the situation this year it seems like every second third day we're we're seeing a storm come through yeah it's 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 good it's continuing kind of like from last year was uh was quite a few days in a row that we had storms and and this year's no different uh there's there's a lot of storms happening it seems like exactly what you said every day or every second day we're getting reports that uh hails hit somewhere and it's been extreme in some places like they're not really vast uh across all provinces like they used to be but there's little pockets stirring up with all this heat and moisture in the air, it's going to keep happening. Now, fill us in on some of the activities, some of the reports that you've received over the last couple of weeks since we talked last. Yeah, since we talked last, like Saskatchewan last week, uh, you know, like June 20th, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 27th, 28th, we've had hailstorms, just like you said, every couple of days. It hit places like uh, Beachy, Lucky Lake, Wolseley, Indian Head, Newdorf, uh, Borden area, Lacadena, Plenty, Swift Current. So pretty well the province uh, covered from central down. Uh, Alberta, it's kind of like everywhere. Uh, we haven't got the particular cities in mind, but it right from the southern to the northern areas through the central area, there was hit and miss all over the place for uh, storms. And Manitoba, the same. Uh, that inner lake uh, south of Winnipeg, uh, Morden, Winkler, they got hit last week. And, and, this, and it's anywhere from light damage to medium to heavy damage on uh, some uh, pulse crops. Uh, so it varies quite a bit. I've been talking with Rick Omolchenko. Rick is president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A farmer appreciation lunch takes place Tuesday, July 14th at the Plum Coulee Bergtaller Church parking lot. A drive through lunch will be served from 1130 until 1 featuring Danny's Whole Hog. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is now available online. You can register at huntercourse.com. The Roland 4-H Museum is open for the summer. Hours are 1 to 4 p.m. Monday to Friday. It's time now for the Bean Report, brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. Joining us today is Production Specialist Cassandra Kojic. Soybeans currently range from V2 to flowering, with up to 8 trifoliate leaves in the earliest crops. Sky beans currently range from V3 to the flower bud stage with most crops having several trifoliates and approaching the bud stage. Peas range anywhere from 10th node to early pod, with most peas at full flower this week. And finally, fava beans are at full flower to the early pod stage. Talk a bit more about uh, crop conditions and some issues that uh, farmers are dealing with. Right now in western Manitoba, many fields are very saturated, or they have standing water in them from the torrential rain that fell last week. 
fields near the eastern growing region edges as well in Manitoba are also quite saturated from previous and continuing rains this summer. False crops like peas and dry beans, they're more sensitive to these saturated conditions, but soybeans are quite resilient to excess moisture. These wet conditions are perfect for root rot infection, so keep an eye out for these pathogens over the coming days. We're seeing quite a bit of iron deficiency chlorosis, or IDC, across the province, mainly in soybeans and a little bit in dry beans. This condition shows up as intervenal chlorosis and is directly related to the water and salinity in your field. If plants recover by V5 to V6, yield loss should be minimal. And this is also a good opportunity to take note of your variety's tolerance to IDC for next year's decision-making. Different disease symptoms that are showing up in fields right now include bacterial blight in any of the pulse and soybean crops, present mainly in the lower canopy right now from the previous environmental damage that we had to the plants. Another disease we're seeing a lot of is microsporella blight, the main one that you're targeting for fungicide in peas, easily confused with bacterial blight in peas as well. And we're also seeing a lot of symptoms of root rot. What can you tell us about uh, nodulation assessment in soybeans? As more soybeans reach the flowering stages this week, it's a great time to get out there and assess nodulation. So this coincides with peak nodulation. You want to see at least 10 nodules per plant on average across the field. And this is for maximum yield potential. But while you're out there examining roots, also keep an eye out for any cysts that might be on the roots caused by soybean cyst nematode since it was officially identified in Manitoba last year. Thanks, Cassandra. Cassandra Kotchuk is a production specialist with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. The Bean Report is brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. You can find out more at manitobapulse.ca. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The cattle markets have been trending upwards as of late. Brian Peria is with Canfax. With the set-aside program last week uh, coming into effect too, for the first time in a few weeks we actually saw our fed cattle market um, prop up a little bit. So it's kind of stabilized here and it was uh, as the week progressed we saw prices improve from sort of the mid-120s to kind of into the higher 120s on, on fat steers in, in Alberta. You know, for the most part, cows, we have certainly haven't been processing as many cows. We've exported a few, but I think with grass conditions and such, there hasn't been too much pressure there. Peria says processing plants are nearly back to full capacity and are showing some impressive slaughter numbers. Weekend storms brought significant rain, wind, and hail to a number of areas across the prairies with three tornadoes and softball-sized hail being reported in southern Saskatchewan. Rick Omolchenko, president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, says there's a real cycle of activity. Every day or every second day, we're getting reports that uh, hail's hit somewhere, and it's been extreme in some places. Like They're not really vast uh, across all provinces like they used to be, but there's little pockets stirring up with all this heat and moisture in the air. It's going to keep happening. And the Manitoba Crop Alliance has been approved to start collecting checkoffs starting August 1st. The levy amounts are unchanged to what was in place with the five amalgamating organizations and remains refundable. Chair Fred Gregg explains how the dollars will be spent. We haven't changed the strategy where about 75% of the dollars are going to be used for direct research. 
we're hoping that around 10 to 15 percent is going to be administration and the remainder is going to be for market development and uh, market uh, maintenance actually. The organization has also announced its new management team. Pam Durockney will serve as MCA's chief executive officer while Darcel Graham has been named chief operating officer. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.